Hello, welcome to the Bush League Gaming Podcast, your source for ordinary opinions from ordinary gamers. Today, we're breaking down the news. I'm your host, Jacob Bush, and with me today, he exclusively refers to himself in the third person, leader of the Nintendites, Brian Scalf. Ryan does not do that. <laughs> I, knew, I knew if I did this intro, Ryan doesn't you, do that's that. exactly what you would say. But then Dude, I wanted to challenge you to do it for the rest of the Seinfeld? show. Seinfeld? No. You haven't watched any Seinfeld? Really okay, crazy. Seinfeld's a classic. I, just, I know. It's timeless. It really is. But there's a whole episode on like a guy that refers to himself as a third person, and uh, it's actually pretty good. Awesome Can I challenge you to do it for the rest of the show? Ryan can totally do it. All right. But they it always like requires like a weird amount of bravado and like cockiness. Yeah. I'm I'm because you can't just be like I'm inviting it. Ryan wants some cookies. You know, it's you, just like You could do that. Ryan wants cookies. You know what I mean? I'll let you take it whatever direction you want today. Ryan's hungry. Ooh, I don't like you're that. Gonna, that. You're gonna yeah. regret this. Ryan, way worse. Anyways. When greeted by a host at a restaurant, he promptly demands to sit in the smoking section, even though smoking sections haven't existed in Arizona since 2007. Your favorite Crip boy, Nick Beard. I think sometimes it's good to get out of your shell, switch up the environment. Mm. Do you do you remember that? Soot. Do you remember that choice growing up? A little bit, barely. You might. It was always like uh, at bars, like grills, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember specifically. Uh, what's the uh, Mexican restaurant that's downtown? Oh, no. Uh, Luna, Carlos O'Brien. Um, oh, Valley Luna. Valley Luna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. Oh, dude. Mexican restaurants always had a smoking yeah. room. Yeah. yeah. I remember always. airports. There were airports yeah. that had smoking rooms. It's just it's really weird. One of those weird things that we look back on and be like, yeah, kids, there was a time when you could uh, choose to sit and get secondhand smoke or not. Yeah. It was an actual choice. Yeah. And everyone got it anyways yeah. because- it was just around. It just floated yeah. through the restaurant. There yeah, was, yeah, it's the same ventilation system. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, yeah. You think you're not yeah. smoking. Well, we put some tape. Yeah. So the tape yeah. will keep you safe. Yeah. Anyways, Nick doesn't really do that. Today, we're talking about the news. Our first news topic. Brian, will you introduce this first news topic? <laughs> E3 has just announced they are canceling their 2020 digital event. This comes after, in January, announcing that they were canceling their physical event for the third year in a row. Uh, now they are canceling the digital event, which isn't that shocking. It's sad, very it's sad. sad. But I think like companies like Sony and EA, Activision, they were already not taking play part of like the digital E3. Um, I feel like the wheels are just falling off. Of E3. Yeah. Summer Game Fest though is thriving. And that's the mm -hmm. Jeff Keighley-led yeah digital events where he does kind of you know put it together in like a week right i'm bummed i mean since starting bushley gaming every e3 is canceled and we're huge e3 fans yeah, i would love i would love to go someday yeah. as bushley Gaming. so nick read the notes but if nick hadn't read the notes what would the summary be for why they canceled you e3? don't have to do third person. oh only ryan has oh, to do okay. third person you ryan have wants to go to e3 <laughs> stop <laughs> i'm so sorry for everyone listening or watching. i actually like this this is fun um, the reasoning is just, you know, they're basically saying it's the same as previous where it's like, we can't do a safe event. So then they moved it okay. to digital. And I think honestly, their, their digital planning and leadership just didn't come together. Like Jeff Keighley set out to do this and yeah. he's been doing it for three, two, three years now. Uh, E3 is a physical showcase. Like that's their bread and butter. And I feel like they just don't know how to pivot well to digital events. So yeah. there was really no direct reason behind it. It's just like due to you know uh, unforeseen circumstances that, that's the covid that's related the, ones but they really aren't justifying it for any real reason they're just saying hey you know this year we're not going to yeah. do an event yeah as someone who's actually in the events industry now mm -hmm. yes he threw i do realize birthday parties i do realize that uh <laughs> events house are, and everything <laughs> clowns walking around everywhere it's, it's weird i do realize even digital events are complicated and complex and they take a lot of planning, but I just feel like E3. they would do that. Yeah. What, why is that even like a hindrance to them? So that's weird. But uh, yeah, Nick is confused. Some Apparently, they like 60,000 people normally attend this event. Mm -hmm. So I think that's massive, especially in LA. I think they, you know, culturally, it's like probably not a good move to throw a huge event. Yeah. Right. And um, I totally understand canceling the physical aspect to it the digital the digital it's the digital is sad to me mm -hmm. because it's like that just shows me that so little companies wanted to digital 
work with E3. Work with E3. That's what, yeah. that's what tells me that they're kind of with Jeff Keighley right now. I yeah. really do think Jeff Keighley's... Why would they announce it twice? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, though. I mean, I think Jeff Keighley stole the Thunder for digital events. He really did. He made it his. He's got some hype behind it. I mean, he just made he it a cool. Hype it's man. less an expo and it's a show. He does great events. I mean, I, I like the Game Awards. Yeah. Just uh, like I, Nick. You could do this. Yeah. Or should we do the f- first ever Bush League Showcase? Bush League we should. Showcase. Yeah, actually. In Phoenix, yeah. Arizona. I know some Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on from Not that. Not a I'm... single game developer will show. <laughs> in summary, the goal for Bush League someday is to go us three yeah. to an actual E3 Wear event. tuxedos. Have to press, press tags. We're just going to come on stage and read yeah. a winner. Yeah, or just uh, an announcement or something. That's We'll run Maybe on down stage. The line. Maybe down right. the line. Okay, shoot high. Amen. Um, Nick, I put this one in for you. No one else but for you. So Diablo wow. Immortal this is launching. News. This is huge <laughs> news, actually. Diablo Immortal is launching on Android, iOS, and PC on June 2nd. Nick, what's the significant thing here? Uh, I mean, it's been 17 years. That's significant. They're here. Uh, I did hear that June 2nd was a placeholder and that it may change, but I don't know if that's updated uh, here. But it's huge. I mean, they. When, when was the famous announcement of them saying? So I will say, well, you huge. guys don't have phones. This that's the huge. The huge part is that it's not just for phones. There is a PC element. This is new. Yeah. This wasn't. They, they did not announce that it was going to have a PC element originally. Oh, I see that. Yeah, they. <clears throat> that's a big deal because they've completely pivoted, in my opinion, from. I think that backlash. You guys don't have phones. Resulted in probably even employees being like, this can run on a computer. Let's let this run on a computer. Yeah, do we have a pricing for it yet? No. Oh, no, it's free to play. It's free we to do play. Have a, we do have a pricing. Nothing's free. True. You're going to be paying for... It makes complete sense for them to tie a PC element into it. Yeah. Okay. Are you excited about this, Nick? I am. Yeah, Still? I really am. Like I think... Spirit Bomb. Our audio listeners cannot see that. You do, you've done this before. <laughs> when Ryan's bored on a topic, he, he just, just does, does Spirit Bomb. I don't have any yeah. interest in this. I'm sorry. Uh, Nick, it is a cross-play, cross-progression. Could you see yourself playing this on your phone, transferring over to your, your computer? My phone, no. I mean, I'll, I'll never play games on my phone as much as I talk about mobile, but I do like the iPad. I okay. do like uh, like this right here. It'd be an awesome screen to play on with a controller. Um, maybe maybe switching over to the computer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Diablo has always been like a computer game for me. So, Do you know what Diablo awesome. means? It means uh, Darth Vader's cousin from portugal oh interesting i actually didn't know that i think it means the devil yeah el diablo what are you getting at with that ryan yeah what was the was that your contribution you want the youth to play a game called the devil that was your contribution yeah perfect all i had all right let's move on from that um nick you're excited i'm excited because it's free to play i will dabble i really will yeah it's on the app store now if you want to look at pictures and videos it looks looks cool yeah june 2nd seems pretty solid too now the pc version is considered a beta but the I, I'm, I believe that they're launching iOS Android in its full state on June 2nd. Yeah. Uh, next news topic. Sega reboots Crazy Taxi Jet Set, Jet Set Radio. Um, I'm going to say Jet Set Radio Future. Jet Set Radio to chase Fortnite riches. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes from a report from Bloomberg. Uh, basically, they are looking at some of their IPs to revive in the pursuit of like and this has been this has been everybody for the last like eight years. What's the next Fortnite? What's the next Fortnite? So Sega's like, what are what are what are IPs they can think we use? They've got it with they've Crazy Taxi yeah. and Jet Set Future or Jet oh, Set Radio. Crazy Taxi. I keep saying Jet Set Radio Future because I'm actually I love Jet Set Radio Future. Um, that was like one of my favorite games growing up, along with Crazy Taxi on the Dreamcast. So yeah. I do have love for both of these IPs. I don't know if it needs to be a big budget game. And that's what they're describing here is uh, Sega announced a while back that they're pursuing at quotes, big budget um, or no, I'm sorry. Sega's super game initiative aims to build new revenue streams through pursuing big, uh, you know, live service Fortnite like pursuits. And I don't think crazy taxi or jet set radio are good franchises for that. No. Every time I think of the offspring, or uh, I just think taxi. crazy taxi. Dude, yes. If they wah, 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 then just I, going down San Francisco, like hitting everything. If they don't have the offspring in yeah, crazy taxi, it, it's synonymous it's with that. Nostalgic. Game. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any? I love in these crazy IPs? taxi. I just, what has Sega been up to? Sonic. Sonic. I mean, like I'm looking at their list of games. It's like. Sonic, 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 yes. A remake Soul of Hackers. A yes. remake of Sonic 1 and 2. Yes. Another remake of Sonic 1 and 2. It's just a dude. movie. Sonic Frontiers is is a, I don't a know, big guys, project. Can we be honest with ourselves? Uh, 
Yeah, gonna, I'm just asking everyone to be honest. You're going to hate on Sega next, aren't you? Is Sonic overrated? No, the films prove otherwise. I'm just like, they have built this company around like milking this hedgehog in front of children. <laughs> and we're like just pretending like it's okay. I just think it's weird. They keep making Sonic games and like none of them get more interesting. I'm with you. And like Sonic's an okay game. I love Sonic. The character is cool. They built like a really cool world, right? But it's an okay game. I don't know. All the 3D games are like Sonic Heroes is pretty cool. And ever since then, I, I, they're uh, no, you're, it's like no, a shrug. You're not. Right? You're not wrong. This is the thing why I think he's not overrated. Is that it's probably one of the most successful video game film Super franchises. Super recognizable. Now. Yeah. yeah. But also the films. I mean, 100%. so clearly there's a fan base there that's going to these and it's a lot of kids probably no sure. one finishes a sonic game i've never finished Sonic. yeah game. have you finished a sonic game i've never met I've have played, i finished any game i've played like that's true probably 10 different sonic games i'll put good time into them and haven't beat a single one right into the show if you've ever finished a sonic i don't believe game. that Leave you a can comment. no one Send does it, <laughs> if i'm sega here's your move if ryan is sega. metaverse get in on the metaverse here's what i'm thinking you guys remember namco museum yes they were the ahead of their time that was a metaverse you have this like open forum well i guess it wasn't forum open room with like hallways and it went to all their favorite like classic games sega just do that just do that make like a 3d metaverse game that's updated like a really cool walk around community area and you can go play crazy taxi and you can go play jet set radio like do something like that but you don't make want, it a community game but you don't want new games in any of these franchises what you just described is just like remake central that's exactly what i'm saying sega's time has passed is what you're saying sega's time has passed interesting i mean like hudson doesn't exist anymore and at least they made mario party which is like some of the most iconic games of all time and bomberman oh. great games <clears throat> I can get on the bomber, man. And they train. went under. Yeah. I'm just looking up real quickly because I knew it existed, but there's the Sega Genesis collection. Um, there's the Sega. Yeah. Sega Genesis collection is, I'm, I believe, even on the Switch. Right. Yeah, it is. They, so I know they've over 50 been in that space. Over 50 classic games. Metaverse. Stop. I'm Metaverse. not pushing. I won't push Metaverse on this show. Well, like I, this article that you brought up, it don't, had. Don't call us Mark Zuckerberg or Sega. Sega could beat him. Sega could call us. It showed Sega. Sega I am not worried us. about a lawsuit from Sega because I don't think they have the yeah. money. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, there's a, actually there's a Sega game that I reached out to Sega about to actually review. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, was it uh, recent Sega game? Yeah, it was uh, right. recent Shin Megami Tensei. Definitely not that. That sounds like it. It was Super Monkey Ball for you. Super Monkey Ball is great. Yeah, I reached out for you because you like wow, that. Ryan. Yeah, I do like that. That was going to be a surprise, wow, and then I never, I never pulled through with it. They never got back to me. And it's just a remake of a classic. Yeah, just stick with what you know, Sega. Remakes. I mean, I, Interesting. Yeah. That's a that's a hot take. That Sega know. should not make like, new games. It's just only focus on remakes. Well, it's just funny that they're like, this is our what do they call it? The Super Game Initiative, and I'm like, to be clear, I want new games in these franchises. I do. Okay, that's fine. You're but, allowed to. But I understand that they haven't been able to prove that there's a formula for new games for Sega. every game. I'm not playing every any company of these that's ones, comparable, so. like Square Enix, Did Bandai I, Namco, Capcom. They're like crushing it. You're right. And Sega is like just milking right. Hedgehog. Yeah. Over and over. Is Sega the one that got into their own crit? Their own. Uh... No, that's Atari. Oh, it is Atari. You're oh, right. Yeah, 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 I'm thinking yeah, Atari. Yeah. Um, neither of you are interested in. Jet Set Radio? No. Neither of you played that? No. Okay. All right. I liked it. Uh, guys, next topic. Ryan, are you excited about this next topic? Dude, I... Go ahead and of. you can introduce it. There's a Minecraft movie. <laughs> Which apparently... Nick's going to love it. It's been in the works for a while. As long as the soundtrack is in the movie, I'm in. I don't care who you cast or what's going on, dude. I could listen to that soundtrack all day. Yeah. Just want to speak about casting? Jason Momoa? Yeah. Which, dude... He's he's a sexy Steve. <laughs> a sexy Steve. You think he's gonna play Steve? I don't know. Who else? Is there any other Minecraft? So I'll, I'll read some details. It's here. gonna Did, be like uh, Jumanji. He's gonna like pulled into Minecraft. And it's just Jason Momoa walking around. I would like Block World. I love that actually. That's Did a great idea. 
That Did, have a, you seen the Jumanji movies? Horrific. I'm yeah, cringing right now. Yeah. You say, of course, like, oh. <laughs> of course, of course, Jumanji. Yeah. Jumanji. Uh, what was the space one? Jumanji 2. No, 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 no. Aircon <laughs> or something like that. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's basically like I a think, rip off of Jumanji. I think, yeah, I didn't watch that one. Anyways, I'm going to read here. So this comes from the Hollywood Reporter, which we've never really reported on before. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa is set to star in the Minecraft movie uh, made by Warner Brothers. It's directed by the Napoleon Dynamite filmmaker Jared, Jared Hess. Great work. And uh, Warner, so this has been in development for years, it says. Cultural artifact there. With mm-hmm. Sean Levy and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia star Rob Mick... Mickelhenny. Mickelhenny, nice. Among those who have been attached. I would direct. love for us to get him on this show to talk about it. Can we reach out to Rob? We could. I'm a huge fan. Ryan, honestly, I could actually just sit there and have him watch me quote all of his lines from the show. Would you really like me to try? Because I, I'll try. I don't know that. I'll reach out to his agent. Me quote his show. I'll reach reach out to his agent. You should. Um, do you? So obviously they're going with a comedic angle here. The Napoleon Dynamite director. What do you think that Rob? <laughs> we'll Rob. give that away. Rob Mickelhenny. Oh, he's oh, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, comedic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they're definitely. I mean, what what other direction could you take this? Like a rom com. Well, there's an adult. I think there's an adult element to it. That's what surprises <laughs> it's me. Horror. It's absolute it's horror. Like, it's like uh, uh, Wilson on the island. He's just like you're. You're diving. You're dying. Survival. You're just out there starving. Samoa <laughs> is super high. <laughs> he thinks he's in Minecraft. The Endermen are horrifying in this yes. movie. Yeah. Um, it's actually no. the FBI knocking down his door. So when I see. I th- it's a thura, by the way. That's that's Zathura. Jumanji, Zathura. but with like, yeah, it's space. It's nice. space Jumanji. That's a deep cut right there. That's a yeah. Um, <laughs> so I could see it going. I think it's going to the Sonic route, where you have really big names attached to characters that you're familiar in the in the uh, sure video game space. Yeah, I think uh, Levy was the one that did um, Free Guy. He is. Yeah. 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 I just made it on the record that I'm trying really hard to to meet you guys in this area and it's it's rough but i'm working on it when they, you say that area just, what do you they mean? photoshop jason momoa's face onto steve which i think he looks good he actually kind of looks like steve i, did, I just didn't picture that's what they it's were going for like with that. steve oh dude he's anyways he for our audio listeners ryan and nick are looking at pictures of uh, jason momoa with his shirt off <laughs> he's every you can't find a photo where his shirt's not off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why he would own a shirt. That's, yeah. That's Anyways, Nick, obviously. what's your take here? You're not a Minecraft uh, fan. I'm not. And I feel like I feel like this is dumb, but I am trying to play Minecraft. <laughs> so <laughs> movie thing, horrible idea. I'm well. sure it'll sell millions because it's still selling millions as a yeah. pixelated video game. Don't even act like you're but, Pixel, uh, Mr. Oh uh, uh, biggest fan. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm sure this will be funny. I'm sure it's going to make a lot of money. I'm sure Minecraft people will love it. I'm sure non-Minecraft people will love it. I love Jason Momoa. So we, Do you remember his uh, Carhartt car car commercial? <laughs> I literally... I watched it every Wednesday cry, at 9 p.m. Yeah, I, <laughs> I still watch it. I remember like it was like 3 a.m. in the morning. I get a text from Nick and it's a trail. It's like a commercial. He's like this Jason Momoa like chopping a, wood in like a, a mini, car. mini documentary. It's like eight it's minutes. Like, Nick, it's 3 a.m. brother. What are yeah. you doing, man? Yeah. I'm um, watching my fourth, fourth time watching. So we keep doing this thing whenever we talk about upcoming video game movies. We're like, yeah, that'd be fun to go and see it. Can we like commit? Like we were gonna see the Uncharted oh, movie. For sure, in. yeah. Can we commit oh, to seeing Minecraft in theaters? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is Nick? Yeah, yeah. I'll commit. I'll uh, Nick. I'll commit. Look okay. me in the eyes. I could okay. do. I could do the Ryan. Oh, I'm serious. Totally. 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 Anyways, is the I'm is in. like game to movie the new book to movie? Absolutely. We have an upcoming episode. We have an upcoming episode with uh, the wannabe critic, Gabe Fast, Mm. where I sit down with him and we discuss video game TV shows and films. And as we were going through the list, this Mm. went back to the 70s. We should start mapping this out. But as you get to the 2000s, 2010s, now 2020s, there's been a sharp increase in both TV shows and films so right one thousand percent there's well, think about the increase. think yeah. about the massive increase in games right yeah. like so why would you not take this massive like increase in games why would you not take that ip and immediately put it in a different uh 
type of type of streams. Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. I think they got off to a rough start because there were so many games. I feel like with the Mario movie. Yeah, I just it's so bad. Things have been bad in the past with this transition. <laughs> but a, Sonic a checkered hey, past to Very give bad. Sega credit. Sonic movies were successful. A lot of credit there. Some of the Pokemon, the Pokemon Detective Pikachu, that was pretty successful. Honestly, Pokemon has the best track. It was only successful because Ryan Reynolds. Oh, the animated Pokemon movies are unbelievable. They are. Oh, yeah. Those. Yeah. Okay, I'll give that. Dude. That's good. Great I feel like cinema. that's its own category, though. Yeah. There was literally back. a Pokemon TV oh, app. Oh, gosh, dude. He struck back so hard. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, you're right, Ryan. There is a trend here, Nick. It's probably because the volume of games have increased, but also... The desire for cross media where for Sony or Xbox to invest in something, if a studio or developer can say, hey, this has potential in this medium as well, that's dollar signs. Yep, big time. So like if you can make a new Twisted Metal game that complements a new Twisted Metal show. Twisted mm-hmm. Metal Metaverse. Twisted, Twisted Metaverse. Stop. <laughs> Stop with yeah, Metaverse. Twisted Metal. Pretty good. Oh my gosh, man, you guys. We have so many uh, branding opportunities. Regardless, really good idea. cross media it's is. Pop up. Hire me. Is one day you're the desire. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, moving yeah, on. Yeah, I'll watch this, guys. Game fast, to, by the way. You're great. I need to get on Xbox. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right. Next news topic. Season two of Halo Infinite Multiplayer was revealed. It's called Lone Wolves. It's launching May 3rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I get into some of the details, Ryan, Nick, any quick reactions? Nick, I don't think you've seen anything. So we're going to surprise Nick today with some of these details. Ryan, anything that stand out to you? Yeah. <sighs> Man, I love Halo so much. I just do. And I think what they've been lacking is a lot of content. I don't know that this is it. I don't know that this is enough to pull me back in yet. Okay. All right. All uh, right. Give me the TLDR. But they What's need they need content. So, Ryan, you didn't read the actual notes. You just saw the trailer, right? I saw the trailer. Yep. Nick, don't read anything. I'm going to read okay. this to you. There's Was two new good? maps, which to me is weak, I think, for a season. Two yep. new maps. One yeah, is yeah. called Breaker. It's a big team battle map. <laughs> yep. And then Catalyst is an yeah, arena yeah, map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to describe these maps real quick to you, and then I'm going to get into the juicy stuff. Give me the details. Catalyst is a symmetrical arena map nested high up inside of an expansive tunnel-like forerunner structure. You'll find waterfalls pouring down around suspended catwalks, overgrown cathedral walls, and a light bridge connecting the sides of a map together. This is very reminiscent. Every other Halo map. It's very reminiscent. If you look Amazing. at the, the trailer for it, it's very reminiscent of an arena Breathtaking. map. Breathtaking. <laughs> Breaker, this is a little bit more unique. It, this is a big team battle map. Um, it's a pseudo symmetric symmetric big team battle map set in a banished scrapyard where each team's base is a huge chunk of ship debris divided by the plasma cutting beam structure in the middle and yes that beam is absolutely a dynamic element of the map that presents both opportunities and challenges in gameplay so there's a a laser that you know will move across the map that will probably kill you which that's not common for halo usually halo is a little bit more competitive in the sense of predictability yeah like things aren't changing on the maps often that this is a big change i'm personally Gosh. welcome it i'm glad you said that dynamic normally predictable because i'm starting to wonder like <laughs> i'm Dude. glad you said dynamic <laughs> it's a big word for me with the uh, this is what they need to do i let's be honest everyone's competing with fortnite everyone's competing with like Huge amounts of content, creative gameplay, and unpredictability. That's what people loved about like the battle royales when everyone was in that phase. True. First-person shooters are just predictable, and we don't have the intention spans anymore. It's sad. I mean, like I love Halo. Uh, yeah, Nick loves COD too, but uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like Gen to Z, keep up, Gen Z doesn't. To keep up, they just need to be dynamic is the word yeah so yeah. they need these maps that change they need to just get creative and That's think it. outside the box like rather than just a map that is always constant right like traditional shooter games why not maps that are seasonal they like they fluctuate there's differences night and day like all these cool features so it's funny you bring up fortnite and battle royales right people have been theorizing halo's gonna get a battle royale this is not a battle royale but there's three new game Danger modes. Danger zone. No, it's not called that. Dynamic. There's three new game yeah, modes. That. One is called King of the Hill. You know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's called Land Grab. These are standard Halo yeah. modes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new one is Last Spartan Standing. That's it. Yeah. So I'm going to read how they describe it. And I really think, Ryan, what you're getting at here is 
is maybe what they're shooting for. So in this free-for-all experience, 12 players spawn on big team battle maps with a confined loadout and five respawns. Once a player runs out of respawns and can no longer participate, they can either spectate or leave the match without penalty. If a player gets a kill in the match, they can upgrade to a different weapon, something players of Escalation Slayer will no doubt be familiar with. The match ends with there is just one Spartan left standing. That does sound fun, actually. That sounds legit. I think it sounds a lot of fun. I think that's dynamic. Not convinced? I don't know if it's enough. It's not a battle royale. No, it's not a battle royale. I'm like, not saying they need a battle royale. I just like I feel like Halo made this masterpiece, but they made a masterpiece in like a time era that they're just not necessarily ready for. Does that make sense? Infinite? Yeah, yeah. If I were Halo, I I know nothing because I don't develop these games. You know nothing, John Snow. They should just like hone in on the custom games. I mean, they should not only hone in on custom games, they should promote like well, really fun. I got more for you. Right, let, let me let me round this out real quick. You it sounds like you're into this game mode. Yeah, I mean, I think it sounds really good. I, I still think this it. this theme though of like Halo making an excellent product, but now all of a sudden it's just not 2001 anymore. Yeah. There's like a whole new world. Yeah. Kind of like our conversation this morning on technology and people. Like yeah. They took this awesome product and said, yes, it's awesome. We're making a new one, and and, it's but it's a new world. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, I think you're right. Cause this yeah. such a new world. I think unequivocally, this is from a, from a structure perspective, this is a good game. Yeah. It's just, there isn't content and it's not keeping our attention. Especially when you're killer. Have, it's killer. Um, not dynamic, not dynamic. I'm going to get into some dynamic things for you, Ryan playlists. Okay. You love playlists. Mm-hmm. The first playlist is called Ninja Slayer. You've got infinite ammo, energy swords, and grapple shot loadouts with only grapple shots and power equipment on map. What you do in this mode is swing around and hit people with swords. Dude, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Halo. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. This Just is what layer. sets Halo apart. This is why people fell in love with Halo 3. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all the custom games are amazing. Good name, too. Ninja Slayer. Ninja Slayer. So you're jacked on that? I'm jacked on that, bro. Let me get you with some more stuff. I'm jacked in. Keep feeding. Vampire Ball. Mm. Oh, This is something I, I'm not saying I, this is three for three. I was inspired Mm. to try after a long winded post I made about Oddball on Reddit, drummed up something interesting, an interesting discussion. In this Oddball mode, the Skull Carrier is no longer nerfed. Instead, the Skull is a one hit kill and has a 50% shield vampirism, which if you score a kill with the Skull at full shields, say, bleeds into an overshield. Oh, yeah. So you're gonna become this like super overshielded oh, yeah. vampire. Okay, mm. last okay. one. You ready, you ready for reading. this last one? Keep reading. Rocket repulsors, mm. <laughs> infinite <laughs> ammo rocket launchers, and repulsor loadouts with only repulsors, repulsors, and power equipment on map. This might be a good time to remind everyone that you can deflect things like rockets with repulsor equipment, or super jump yourself upward to avoid an explosion. Now, see, this one was like they realized people Use the weren't tool. using the repulsors. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how do we a feature in the people, game? Yeah. Yeah. How do we teach people to so use a repulsor? Like, no. no, it sounds fun nonetheless. Yeah, this is the direction Halo needs to go. Because, man, I literally two weeks ago played custom games with some friends. We we like increased uh, jump distance and speed, like running speed. Yeah, increased the uh, explosion and damage done by grenades. <laughs> And we're just like running around these maps, like infinite grenades, just like throwing them at each other, flying super fast, getting lucky with like sticks and stuff like that. It was a blast. And then we took this custom game of 16 people where we were doing like insane settings and we went into big team battle. We're the party of 16. And so we're like, well, what would be the funniest thing to do to like 16 strangers that have no idea what's going on? We claimed one rock. And we were like, no matter what, you will not fight unless you're standing on this rock. So the other team is like, what is happening? Like, we look like a bunch of like broken AI all fighting to get on one rock. And like, we're shooting from the rock. They're launching rockets, killing like eight of us at a time. (laughs) We almost won that game. Well, then the next game we go in and we do a single file line and we walk straight down the middle of the map. And the other team is like, what is happening right now? This is like a line of 16 people <laughs> like Civil War style, just like bayonets out fighting. Yeah, it was that it was awesome. Back. This is like that's the stuff when you can create like opportunities for people to do something they can't do in other games like 
that's what Halo is known for. It's like these creative settings and forge and custom games. Like the maps are cool and they do great work and they've, they've redesigned Halo in a really modern way. And I love that, but I wasn't looking for Halo to be the next like call of duty, like call of duty future. You know, I I'm looking for, I'm looking for creative gameplay that's dynamic and we haven't got that from infinite yet so i'm, I'm excited to see what they come out and with. you saying that kind of like summarized what i think they aimed with and how they're pivoting i think they aimed for a competitive focused multiplayer right so like they focused on very clean design very simple um it, not simple maps but like just very simple settings for competitive play where it's like they already have a competitive league going for Halo. And I feel like right. us people who like playing Halo casually and multiplayer just to goof off. Bush leaguers. Bush leaguers. We're left kind of, you know, in the wake of, I mean, Master Chief Collection still has amazing stuff. Honestly, more fun game modes than Halo Infinite. Like we went mm -hmm. back and played. Oh, Air Battle? Air Battle. Oh and like, my God. I had more hours. I had more fun in Air Battle in 2021 than Halo Infant multiplayer. Oh, dude. We were beside ourselves. So like the custom games in Halo Master Chief Collection were so good. Like you're describing, I think like some of the magic of Halo multiplayer is that is like the, the creativity that comes from the players. Yes. And yeah. they didn't set up the players to do to be able to do anything at no. launch. And they even did this in uh Halo Reach, man, when they would promote like really good custom maps, and then they ended up making a uh, few of the custom maps built by the community, permanent maps yeah. because they were so good and creative and yeah. it's so balanced. And then you could play, you know, you could do like the maze runs and things like that. If, if no one's ever played like classic Halo maze runs, that's what kids would love. Yeah. Like the younger generation is being chased by this super slow zombie with a hammer <laughs> and you have to get out of this maze faster than he can catch up with you. Oh, that's amazing gameplay so these three playlists these are going to pull you in at least for a little bit right yeah i'm into that may 3rd uh again halo is best with friends yes do you think we're gonna hop in for a little bit and just see what's there for this this yeah i want to pull you guys into some of our custom games oh please my college friends that would be fun also it's worth noting this has been a con i've seen at least from reddit and some of the feedback i've seen about this announcement season two is also six months long like season one was hmm. people say that when you have long seasons it creates a lack of content because you're yep. spreading it out over a long span while apex and fortnite fit multiple three or four seasons into a year or something right, like that. Yeah. so right i think they I, they set out to do something really good they have a good base starting point they don't have content to keep people right now. So they really need to. Six when, months is a long time. When it Forge is. comes out and they get a little bit. I, I can only anticipate if they come out with a Forge that there's going to be some revamp of the custom games. That's going to revolutionize Halo Infinite. It's going to be a totally different game. Yeah. Yeah. And did that'll you, be what's next. Do you finish the season one battle pass? I didn't. I got close. But you can still finish it. Where are you yeah, at? Yeah. I'm like level. 50. Okay, so honestly, the season being spread out didn't hurt you much. You just lost interest in the game. That's <laughs> more what it is. I couldn't keep up. I finished the battle pass in like three months. That's I think. A sick brag, dude. It's not a brag. I'm just saying that when you finish it in three months, you now have three months of like you're not earning. You had anything. to just sit around. I remember you playing with me, and you're like, "There's literally nothing I can unlock right now." Yeah, I'm like, I got so much experience from that round, and yeah. it means nothing. Yeah, this is crazy. So Apex hit 1.6 billion in revenue last year, and I feel like it's such a good contrast. You get tired of Apex, but like right when you're tired of it, a new new season new season's coming out. Yeah, so like those four month markers are just, I mean, they're just blowing content out, and it's keeping people. Here's sorry. Here's what's annoying about the Halo content too is like you're unlocking like one shoulder pad and it's this one's rectangular <laughs> one visor as yeah. the other one was a little bit more the triangular unlocks, the suck it's like oh you get you get like a holster a on your sword you get a flashlight a new holster cod piece. Yeah. On your <laughs> <laughs> this one has a studs jock strap yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the it's nothing cool where you know you get apex for now like these are skins that 
every kid wants. They're totally different than the last. They're completely unique, very well designed, and you just don't see that. Halo <laughs> right jockstrap. Anyways, let's move on from this that. one's dynamic. I'm I'm excited to hop back into new content. I loved my season one experience, but it, it got really dull quick. Mm-hmm. All right. Nick, I put this in for you. Mm, mm, Game mm. Freak is offering a four-day work week and flexible schedule for employees. Ryan, will you re- actually no, Nick, will you read the press release from <clears throat> Game Freak about this initiative? Yeah, where are we at? It's uh Game Freak is offering four-day work weeks and flexible <laughs> schedules for employees. Yeah, it says <clears throat> The program targets full-time employees who are raising children of elementary school age or younger or who need to care for or provide nursing care to family members. Game Freak has also established a staggered workday system, a paid leave system that allows employees to take paid leave in one-hour increments, and a telecommuting system. With the introduction of the selective three-day workweek system, employees will be able to work in a more flexible manner according to their individual circumstances. We want to become an autonomous manufacturing group where each and every one of us can choose how to work at our own will. This system represents Game Freak's desire to create a new way of working. We will continue to evolve so that our employees can realize their potential. So with just with just that said, what do you feel about that right there, that statement? What, do you, what are your thoughts on that statement? We're going to be waiting a while for the next Pokemon game. Yeah. <laughs> Not not a good thing for the employees, nothing like that. It's just personally, you're selfishly. <laughs> not sure this is the move. <laughs> selfishly, not sure this is the move. <laughs> Nick, from an HR professional, what are your thoughts on this? Brian, shut yeah. up. <laughs> I don't know. I want to be careful because I don't have the full context here, but uh... I'll give you some more after this thought. I mean, it doesn't seem like, uh, why do you need any of that, right? Like, what is it? Uh, so it says a paid leave in one hour increments and a telecommuting system. That's, yeah, that's like saying we don't trust you to just like have unlimited paid time off. So we're going to like, if you want to take an hour, we're going to set up a whole system over here where we can clock you out for one hour and you get that. Yeah, I think that's a negative. Um, so like, I read that and it sounds really silly. Uh. I mean, they they drop some words in here like telecommuting and families and children in school. Focus on the four-day work week. So the four-day work week, this says selective three-day work week. So I feel like going below that, this is just now employment branding. Like, hey, look at us. Look look at what we give to people. There's a lot of research that shows the four-day work week was actually not less productive and that anything over 50 hours like you you rarely get an ROI on that there's a lot of research around that I think it's I think it's really important uh, but that being said this is why decentralized and flat organizations don't work especially as they scale because humans need structure and they just need guidance and like you can't just give you can't just say hey Joe you want to work 12 hours a week we're going to put out a 2 billion dollar game in 7 years like that just doesn't work so i don't know i i always get a little bit iffy about this uh i mean i have hr friends who say companies that promote uh, unlimited pto that's really just a way of saying that we want you to work a lot more and so, so you, I think, feel, you I, feel worse about taking time off right? yeah yeah and so just because you have unlimited time off doesn't mean you have a culture or a company that provides or encourages you to take time off yeah and so my gut is like i get a little bit leery when i read these things without the full picture because uh i mean employment branding is a whole category so you have people that are just the way that they brand products and try and sell you, they're trying to sell their company and why you should work there. And so I, I, I just, I'm careful. So you know? Nick, you're, you're nailing it with employment branding because mm-hmm. did you see my next note? No. Ne- read my next note. <laughs> <laughs> if employees choose the four day work week, it comes with a 20% pay cut. <laughs> like what? what is that about? Like that is brand. It's like, it's literally just you work less hours. You work less hours, you'll be paid you're less. You'll get paid for the hours. Though. Like, hey, if you want to work one oh, day a week, you'll gosh. get paid for eight hours only. It's so stupid. It's employment branding. That Game is, Freak. What that a is. joke. What a I joke. See, I need to take a deep breath. I saw that this was as of 2019. They only have like 140 people, 143 people. Game Freak? 2019. Game Freak? Yeah. And which is, it's funny that like this is news for a company that small but also they were looking to like increase their size from what i saw is like 
they were looking to increase their size and then they release news like this. So it's like, hey, how do we quickly bump up our our employee base by like 20%? Are you sure that stats correct? I'm not. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the reason I ask that is because and it's it's possible with how That's much they make. According to Google. The the list of the highest grossing media franchises. Number 1 is Pokemon at 110 billion total revenue. So, I just want to point that out given the fact that this is a Dude, I would take a 20% Game Freak maybe like a subsidiary. Massive now. franchise. <laughs> yeah, now, so as, as of 2021, it's 167 people. Yeah. And in 2019, it's 143. So they now, did increase 16%. And a good note, actually, yes, Nick, you're right. So Game Freak is the developer. Yeah. Um, the Pokemon franchise is film. It's yeah. They offshoot right. other developers. So regardless, you're right. It's a lot of that goes to But yeah. remember, Game yeah. Freak is the driving force for the Pokemon games. Yeah. And that's a small force. Also... What a joke of a press release. People were like, I saw people praising this. And then you see in the comments are like, wait, they're getting pay cuts. Wait, wait, we read the whole. They're <laughs> <laughs> making less money. Oh, yeah, we, read the, yes. we read the whole thing. Yeah. Because there are uh, companies who are pursuing four day work weeks and keeping their salaries. Because then it's a real four day work right, week. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or even like I've seen like the four tens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's four day, it's you're still working forty hours. Yeah, and there's there's still like a lot of nuance to this as well because uh, there's also a lot of data that shows the longer hours you work past like six to eight in industries that have like safety sensitive issues, like mm-hmm. you never want that because there's always more incidents. Like so doctors, like, you want the, yeah, you want the five eights, you want the the six sixes, like those those minimize uh, you know a- accidents. So I, there's just, there's always so much nuance to this stuff. I feel like there's a lot of like uh, wordsmithing when it comes to what people are doing, but it's like, if you only have 140, uh, 60 employees, which I don't want to say only because that's a lot, but it's also, it's not like 500,000, 2000, like massive company. Um, how about you just hire slowly and pay people even more and give them unlimited time off and then set goals to make sure they hit things. And then, then you'll bring in a lot of people. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, I mean, Boom. sounds pretty. You know so, what this sounds like to me? Please. Nintendo. Again, they're different companies. You always do this. <laughs> you always do this. I mean, you Brian you, always does this. Literally, Brian always does this. I just I just listened to our Pokemon Arcade episode back the other day and you were kept referring to the Pokemon company as I if they're I know Nintendo. they're different companies. I know, but you refer to them I as said, the same. You know what totally, this reminds me totally. of? You know what this reminds me of? Here, I'll insert a super clip of Ryan referencing Nintendo. Pokemon Company as Nintendo multiple times. I'm not going to do that. That's a lot of cutting. Okay. I promise they're, it's historically in between content. Similar. Anyways, very can similar. we agree this is just wordsmithing? This is marketing. Very similar to something Nintendo. This is uh, really, yeah. really bad marketing, actually. <laughs> but don't okay. sue us, Nintendo, because you have the money and you would do it. Hey, we got a new, <laughs> we got a new Nintendo contact for our press stuff. I take back everything. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not even reaching out to them. Right, uh, just gets up and walks. So off. for for the listener, I'll see myself out. For the listener, I uh, Nintendo has like one of the hardest press media relations. Like it's really hard to get code. It's really hard to contact them, and it's it's like very synonymous with kind of how they run their company too. Yeah. So it's tightened up and buttoned. Very yeah. tightened up, buttoned. Yeah. Uh, very not available. They're not open to small bush leaguers, mm-hmm. but regardless, we have a new contact and we will be uh, not reaching out. Uh, next story on the topic of Nintendo. Nintendo buys the land next to its Japan HQ to build a new development center by 2027. Uh, in summer, guys, I just wanted to touch on this real quick. We talked about this in, a, in another recent news episode where Nintendo is planning to, instead of acquire new companies, grow in-house. Acquire yeah. new land. Right. And, acquire new land. And it's funny, acquiring new land right next to them. So like they're expanding on their, they call it a campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm this reading about this made me a little bit worried for the current state of the games industry in the sense of everyone is just trying to expand as fast as possible. Xbox, PlayStation, they're all acquiring. Nintendo's trying to grow really quickly. I wonder if we're like in a game bubble a little bit where you know, if you look back at the eighties, I think Sega was an example of this, but people over companies overextended themselves financially. And when a recession hits or whenever something hits, if you're overextended, you know, your debtors come and you potentially have to scale back or file bankruptcy. I'm not saying this is the case for Nintendo. 
I'm just nervous for the games industry right now. It is growing at an insane pace as far as conglomerations uh, being formed. And this is kind of a sign of like, yeah, just a casual um, 10,000 squared uh, meter squared site, 39, uh, I'm sorry, 39.8 million uh, for just the, I think this, the location. I'm nervous. That's all I'm saying here. How do you feel about this, uh, this announcement? Yeah. I mean, if you look at like the streaming industry, you have Netflix like dropping in value like crazy. And when the king of an industry is dropping, everyone below them is dropping too. And so it's like, it's never been a better time to be a consumer because we have an incredible leverage and incredible choice. I think Netflix is like, they spend like $3,000 a home mm. on content, mm-hmm. which is just bonkers considering what our subscription, like what we pay as a subscription. I don't even pay anything because I use my brothers. I use my parents. Which they're allegedly okay with. No, they're not okay with that. Oh, Netflix not is going to have issues. Yeah, not they're, anymore. They're I'm about to lose my Netflix. Uh, don't sue me, Netflix. Anyway. Um, and Nintendo. <laughs> and game. And companies. We are like, it is... We've been enjoying the the last few years. We've been enjoying like the greatest years of consumers. I mean, it is just unbelievable what companies will do for our attention, what they're willing to pay for our subscription, our devotion, our loyalty, whatever. And we owe them nothing. It's insane. It really is crazy. Mm -hmm. And so like, I can see this happening with the games industry where now we have Xbox and Sony just like duking it out. And we're going to see like who's going to win this subscription model fight. I don't even know what to call it. Um, Duel. Things could get bad. Like there's always a cost, right? Great to be a consumer right now. But down the line, when when the smoke settles, like who's on top and who's running the industry? Um, Nintendo's not acquiring. They're trying to grow. They're trying to keep up. I actually was excited by this news because I think Nintendo could develop the crap out of a lot of their IP. They have a ton of valuable IP on like Sega. Um, and I think they could do some really cool stuff. But if they're trying to keep up with this Xbox Sony fight, things are going to get ugly. I just like eventually this, this is all going to come to a head and, and it's not going to be good for consumers. It's not going to be good for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of things there. I think, Oh man, <clears throat> I'm worried about the consolidation. I think that's just a concern in any industry. Uh, I imagine that this 39.8 million was a very measured choice because uh, Nintendo is a very measured and slow-moving company. Um, I think that they're fighting for our attention, and the future of our attention is here. So I don't know about the he pointed to his phone. <clears throat> Nick pointed to Ryan's phone. Uh, I think that's their escape route if we are in a bubble. Uh, but I also don't know if we're in a bubble because I just think that Nintendo games are not Nintendo games of the 90s where like your parents made fun of you or like you were a nerd. Nintendo games are a part of culture now. Yeah. And like, I don't know if that will ever go away. Uh, and if it will, it, it's got to be something massive, like beyond a bubble. But um, I don't know. So I, I think that I see two routes there. My my reference to a bubble doesn't have to do with the perception of games or quality of games. It has to do with just general, the financial market. Yeah. yeah. And it, it doesn't matter how good a game is. Nintendo is affected by the yeah. financial market. So yeah, if, let's if say you have a, a massive crash, crash they, yeah. it's going to hit them. Well, you, and the reason it's going to hit them the most is because users are no longer going to spend money on their stuff. Not they only that, have it. not only that, but their investments. I mean, this so, is the thing. All these companies have investments. When the market tanks, it's not just their products that are tanking. Their investments are tanking. What I, can I still see think is, this is the escape pod. I'm sorry, what was that? I still think this is the escape pod. Phones? Because people will give up their systems or will not buy video game systems uh, or $60 games or $400 systems, but people will never get rid of their phones anymore. And phones are just going to become cheaper. So You're, I still, you've been right in the past. I, I still I, think mobile speculation, I trust you. I still think they're going to, uh, this is why all the big, big game companies are transitioning to mobile and making that avenue. And rather it's free to play now, they're going to, they're going to charge you uh, $2 or $3, which is super cheap. Everyone can afford that. Now there's 40 billion people that can afford that yeah. as opposed to, so I, I still think this is the escape route for that. But if we have a crash or a bubble, something like that, uh, the video game industry is definitely going to be impacted. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, last story here. It's on the topic of revenue and whatnot for game companies. 
Uh, Sony is also planning an in-game ads program similar to Xbox. This is a report from Bloomberg. Uh, I actually read it from GameSpot because Bloomberg has a paywall. So I said, GameSpot, you've got my click. Thanks, you... Bloomberg. Yeah. Um, in summary, they're they are working on. Do you need Do you need help financially? I'm not paying for any news. I'm not paying for any news subscriptions. The paywalls are absurd. Yeah, why would you pay for a... Especially through the Apple News app. You have to pay for like everything. That model is not the, the not Apple. Apple's never dying. That model of paying for news. New York Times does it. Yeah, they all do it. Like that's that's going out the door. It's, it is. It's not going to last. Yeah. Regardless, um, this report states that both Sony and Microsoft are looking into ways to put advertisements in game, be it in game billboards, be it in game ads that will play before certain things. Big sigh, Nick. And a bigger thing that I found unique here is that, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna read this actually specifically. This is from the report. The goal of the project is for ads to look like they've been organically inserted into a game, much like a digital billboard in a sports stadium. Such content could include watching ads and promotions to earn in-game items like avatar skins. Oh, shocking. You're trying to put ads and brainwash me without me knowing so that you guys can create more money inside my already good experience that doesn't happen. Yeah. No, sh- no, uh, Stuff. no shocker there. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. So now this, fired up. This is the thing like a sports stadium. Man, it makes sense. Like it fits with the environment, a race like a, a NASCAR or F1 event in real life. They already do that. Yeah. It makes sense. But watching an ad before a cod game no to get an avatar skin what does that sound like to you if you're you can earn yeah. something by watching an ad what does that uh, now it literally just sounds like some type of bad model this does that now oh, yeah yeah your yeah, phone does that now bad model if you play a free-to-play game 90 percent of the time you can earn more credits or currency by, by watching, watching a 60 second ad yeah. i hate it man yeah, i hate it so the mobile model is bleeding into yeah the which mainstream is, which is bad because it's because this all goes back to Facebook. Thank you uh, for designing the the like button and the little uh, notifications that you have a message. Mm-hmm. It's all the, this is all dark design. This is all it is dark design. This is all manipulating our shout brains. Out. Yeah, shout out right there. Uh, I wasn't even on that one. You weren't big fan. Yeah, uh, I heard about my medulla lungata. Yeah, your Amy, your Amy G Dalla, your alligator brain. No, 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 no. There's no, my neocortex. Your front, your prefrontal your cortex. Prefrontal I, cortex. No neocortex. Your underdeveloped prefrontal cortex. Something after Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Doctor Big Big uh, Brain, as I call him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, you had a point. Didn't yeah. It? No. The it just this is bad. It this is. is just, it's concerning. Uh, like, get yeah. out of my experience. Make good games. That's the experience. This is a this is a tough one because like at this stage of my life as an adult. I would be willing to pay more. Like there's been this huge debate where game developers haven't raised prices on us in forever. Like we've talked about this before and I understand it. Like I get it. These are expensive games and they have to make money. And, and I would understand when I, when I get 100, 200, 800 hours out of a game, I should be paying a good bit for that. That's a lot of entertainment, right? When you compare it to any other form of media. And so games are cheap considering the time you get out of them. Sure. But it's a, it's a difficult conversation because like then it's not accessible to everybody, right? There's a lot of people who can't afford to pay more for a game, especially when they're kids. Like when I was a kid, there was no way I could I could maybe buy one to two games a year. And that's difficult. So I understand them trying to create like cast a bigger net. Um Man, ads just, they just trigger a lot of like negative emotions, I think, especially in this day and age, because everything we see is an ad and it's just getting exhausting. That's the thing though. Like it's like the, and this isn't you, but like maybe this is a way that they pitch it. It's like, oh, well we understand that some people can't afford this. So we're going to open up a broad net, but like, and they, they do it in like this, Hey, this is us being inclusive and inviting more people in and it's free because uh, we care about people so that we can get them in and manipulate them to buy ads we're putting in there. So yeah. like, it's not a good, it's not a good cause. It's not good intent. I, I don't, right. I don't feel like, like there's this good notion there. I think it like ironically lands up that like more people are going to have access to it. So 
I don't know. I like it fires me up because I feel like in my gut, there's just like, there's something not right there. There's like a misalignment in incentives and uh, really like providing the experience. And again, I'm at a different point in my life too, where I'll just pay more for a game if it has a better experience. Yeah. Like, and I know that that's like me personally, but um, that's what I want. I don't want you to uh, weaken the experience for some sake of like letting people in so that you can also manipulate them with ads, which you're getting sponsor money for that are driving that whole thing. But remember when you, you keep saying accurately manipulating and your point about as a kid, this would be great. Who's going to sit here and watch these ads to earn currency or to earn a skin? It's going to be kids. hundred percent. So I think it's even worse when you look at it from that perspective that, you know, when you look at go your, after like the desperate, that like kids who couldn't afford to just pay this game. Who who would sit there and watch five hour you know five ads in a row to earn a new skin? And not totally not the three that. of us, but as when kids, kid, we, yeah. with, as, as a kid, you would have. Yeah. So I just think it's a very they're exploiting. Gross. That's the word I'm looking for. It feels like there is yeah. an exploitation mm. there. Like yeah. we're getting into a an area that we know we're going to win in. Like that we're going to exploit this brain and like we're going to do that. Yeah, and so it, it it feels bad again. I natural if, like ads. the better the better model. And I don't know why I don't this, have the right answer for this either. I know I don't know why this went out of like this just fell out of favor but you remember like runescape there's like the free version that it was the only version i ever played Same. and i had friends who played like <laughs> the premium version yeah it was like five dollars a month and that's how runescape made a lot of money no you know no ads required a credit card my parents wouldn't let me use their credit card. no way my parents didn't trust you trying to sneak in and yes. steal it yes. yes my parents still don't trust They're the like internet. can we mail cash in i was like no you can't can we get a cashier's check <laughs> I don't know what the solution is here, but yeah. maybe um, I'm also there's different tiers where like, yeah, you could get like some additional content if you're willing to pay some sort of subscription per to this game. Or Personally, I, I like the model that you brought up, Brian, of like, hey, Elden Ring, you're going to get good value here. It's $80. $100. $100. Yeah. I like that model a lot better. I'm even not even opposed to the model of like, it's free. You bring people in and then they get like the first chapter. And then, then they have to buy the rest, which I, there's, there's like a lot of flaws to that model as well, but it's like, okay, if this game's good, good enough for me to finish the first chapter Dude, and now I get there, I'm going to give you guys that's my what we money. Grew, that's what we grew yeah. up on demos. Like how often do we play a demo and you're like, I have to have this game yeah. because you played it. And if there was a, if it doesn't exploit as many people though, that's, raise, that's yeah. the issue. Yeah. Or if you could raise the prices and then offer like a return window, like digitally, which they don't offer right now. Like no one offers return windows digitally. Mm -mm. Unless it's like Steam the game does. didn't deliver on right. It, it's, it's worth Sony noting Steam Xbox, does. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> unless it's Cyberpunk. <laughs> um, if you could offer like a window of like, hey, in 48 hours, you get just play the crap out of this game and you'll know by then if you are going to enjoy this or not. Yeah. And if you don't, then return it. And I'm sure that per, I'm sure that model also presents like a side of uh, problems that we don't see. So mm -hmm. I, I'm sure that there are issues there. Right. And I feel bad for being so like, you know, hard on this when I don't have any answers. I hate to gripe about stuff I don't have a solution to. But uh, man, I don't know. That's all just, I do. <laughs> we, but also, you you know when something's predatory. You know when something's yeah, yeah. not the right answer. Yeah. And I think that's this. Again, sports, racing games, where it makes sense to for realism, I'm okay with it. I really am. But when you start getting into like ad gates, there's nothing organic about watching an ad for me to get there's that's there's like loading, like loading it. And again, this isn't an actual example. That's loading into an use. apex match. I just had a great idea. I don't know. Ryan solved the imagine ad. a toothpaste dispenser that's like mounted in your house. And to get your toothpaste, you had to watch an ad, but you never have to. That's pay literally toothpaste. black mirror. Oh, because you're not you're not gonna pay for toothpaste. Well, someone's gonna, gonna do it. The corn syrup listen, that someone's selling gonna on do your it. Monitor. So that we, is Black Mirror. That is listen, Black Mirror. Listen, listen, someone's gonna do it. So we might as well be the ones <laughs> that do it. You want to patent it? Might as well be. Right. I mean, like if someone is gonna like, if you say patent after your, the future, if you say patent after your idea, it's automatically patent. Trademark. TM. <clears throat> TM. All right, guys, let's get out of this. Um, final section here. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. What <laughs> your what talk? My TED talk. What have you been playing? Nick, I want to start with you because you've been a busy beaver. I've been traveling a lot. Busy yeah. beaver. What have you been playing? Uh, Lego Star Wars. Yeah. Because I've been traveling. So it's been like convenient for me. I'm I'm back on the eastward train. Hold on. What do you think of Lego Star Wars? Back up. Back up, back up, back up, back up. I like it. Yeah? It's good. How far into it are you? Uh, I just beat, uh, I've finished two episodes now. 
Okay. So started from the prequels. Yeah. It's not nice. pretty. I put like 10 hours into it at least. It's longer yeah. than I expected. Yeah. It's very yeah. long. I'm in episode two right now and I probably put in like six hours. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I've been playing that back on the Eastward. Pretty much everything switch. I uh, bought like some indie game. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't even remember the name. Is it uh, pixelated? N- sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just switch games. I've been wanting to get back in Elden Ring. Just cross level 100 because I found the chicken. Oh, nice. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Uh, that's it. Uh, that's it. Yeah, Minecraft. I bought Minecraft, which is also really frustrating for me to buy that. You have to buy that on Switch. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, you did. I had to buy that on Switch. Yeah. 30 bucks. Yeah. Oh, man, you poor thing. I yeah. can't wait to play. I know. I'm so the most pop- you. You're the reason why Minecraft's at the top of the charts. Yeah. People still haven't bought it. We need to wrap this up because I need to go play some Minecraft. Uh, that's it. That's it for me. Have you played much Minecraft yet? Uh, I played a little bit on the Switch, and then I was like, this is stupid. Switched to the iPad. I was like, this is even more stupid. And then that's when I reached out to you guys and said, I think this is like a functional issue, and I need to try this on the Xbox. I need to like yeah. understand how start the functions on, work. Start on the Xbox. You haven't played with us once. Anyways, Ryan, ex- the mountain pass. explain our Minecraft scenario right now. Ryan's been playing. Ryan and I have been playing Minecraft did. too. That's it. That's <laughs> in summary. That's I'm, in the, I'm in the mountain Ryan's pass. Ryan's on the mountain pass. Did, did you see my bulb that I put down? Ryan likes right Minecraft. There? I hate this. Ryan, describe Minecraft right now. So you're in it. Jake you're in deep again. In this epic saga. Oh where my we're trying gosh. to climb Just these Himalayan mountains. I could, uh, we could drop the seed. We should put the seed up. Send it to me. I'll put it in the description. Put the seed up right here. No, I won't do that. Why not? It's gonna be too long. They're really long seeds. It's not that long. No, it's it's like nine numbers. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I'll put it. Yeah. I'll put it in the description. Someone can sit there and pause it and try to type this. It. I gave the seed to a guy at work, and he brought it home to his like family, this and all his weird. kids and him are playing on this seed right now. That did sound weird. Explain what a seed is. <laughs> a seed is like a code where it's like a it's like coordinates to a specific Minecraft. Um, algorithm algorithm yeah we're like well if you enter that seed everyone will see pretty much the same mountains i think it's functionally the same yeah um anyway there's these epic himalayan mountains with these massive cave networks and so jake and i got really cocky we're on play on survival on hard and we just like trekked it up this mountain and got destroyed so now the game has been us working our way back up the mountain and earning it and we we planted our flag on the top of that mountain yeah that's pretty sick. Flag. We planted our flag. What else have you been playing? Proud of you guys. Um, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Which is great. As it was always. That's it? Uh, and Lego Star Wars. But that's definitely in the backseat to the other two games. Is it in the backseat because it's not good? Or is it in the backseat just because those are... Are you thinking it's not good? Because I think you're trying to get to that. <clears throat> I'm not trying to get to it. I'm trying to get to the fact that it's not keeping my attention. I don't think it's bad. It's not keeping my attention. Yeah. It's not keeping mine it, either. So... We're so spoiled, guys. We're so spoiled because as a kid, I, I would have loved to me. Dude, I'm in your guys' stupid Minecraft world right now. Do you see this? Are you in it right now? Ooh. He is in it right now. Anyways, you you were Dude, talking about Skywalker, Glowberry, Skywalker Saga. Um, it's okay. It it's just not keeping my attention, and honestly, the voice acting is actually pulling me out. Oh no, they have good would. voice actors. I'm not saying it was a they bad have some move. The Clone Wars for me. Uh, Lego Star Wars is like what I play when I'm watching TV. That's fair. So then I have to like yeah. pause every cutscene. I have to like pause my show and then I like watch the cutscene and it's like a sentence or two. And I'm like, ah, that wasn't probably worth it. Yeah, that wasn't that funny. I would like that if I was 13. Yeah. Actually, more like if I was 10. But we're not the the demographic for this no. game. I don't know. We're not the target. I, gameplay is good. I, I think oh, it's, the, great. it's the best yeah. Lego gameplay ever. It is great. Nick it's just died in Minecraft. Dude, you literally... Yeah, as always. I get lost it. an axe. Anyway, anyways, sorry. Um, I've been playing Elden Ring. I've been playing Minecraft. I've been playing Lego Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars Skywalker Saga. I've also playing Jurassic World Evolution Two. Ooh. Shout out Carlton. Is that, I was gonna say, is that a Carlton? Uh, he recommended both. I played the first one now, and now I'm playing the second. We will do a review of the second one, Carlton, as I get through the campaign. Ryan's doing Spirit Bomb. He's bored. Um, on that note, let's get into some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Upcoming episodes. A review for Sifu. Please start Sifu. Or please continue to play Sifu. I've been playing. Finish Sifu. Yeah. Totally. Nick, you were supposed to like Sifu. You were I, the chosen one. I, re- <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say about it. 
Are you not, not, not like a Ryan way where I've got like really high opinions on things I didn't play, but hold, like hold I, I do have a lot to say on it. Can we? Can you finish it, or do I need to record this episode? Oh, do we finish it? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I will. Will you in the next how long? You're fin- you're graduating soon. I'm graduating. Ryan's graduate. By the time this episode airs, Ryan's literally. This finishing. is Monday. Where will you be at with your? I'll be done with my last final of my life by that point. By the yeah. airing of this, episode. and then I graduate the next Monday. Yeah um sifu can you please circle back to it can we get this done in the next month because i really like this game i want to talk about it we'll see who you son of a i guy. gave uh jacob brazilian wax for his graduation present by the way yeah is that offered to all your friends yes Ooh, you lucky dog um i'm uh upcoming review for Elden wax Ring. in the world so we've had <laughs> we have actually another Elden ring episode that's recorded that will come out after this mm-hmm. that was with hari Mm. Um, we also plan on doing an Elden Ring review after that. So mm. probably no more Elden Rings episodes until a review after the Hari episode. So two more episodes. Mm. Lego Star Wars Skywalker, Skywalker Saga. Are we going to finish this eventually? Yeah, we'll we'll eventually finish. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution two. That'll be me and Carlton. Nintendo Switch sure. Sports. Sure. <laughs> Our next episode might be a, a Nintendo Switch Sports episode. Okay. That's lit. Um, Those and words don't belong in video games. But yep, that looked weird. Yeah, that was That's not. You can't old. do that. Well, the tables. You just did. You just did an <laughs> offensive sign. I, no, I'm bowling. <laughs> okay, I'll have to put like a blur here. It's like, what is he holding <laughs> up? Like, what's this? that's he holding? Um, and then also, oh, I do think that more often with this, with this Minecraft phase we're in, I think we need to record a Minecraft episode. Oh yeah, let's do a let's play. We uh, so we, not on a podcast episode, a let's play. We haven't either. finished the Both. Sims, and we got to do a Sims world. To be clear, a Let's Play podcast episode is very unfair to the audio listeners. That's so true. So you need to think about what you want to do. That's so true. Um, if there's any game out there you want us to review, let us know. Write it in the show. Leave a comment. Uh, emails in the description. All that's in the description. If you want to donate to the show, we've got a Patreon. Haven't promoted that in a while. Hmm. We've got some upgrades we'd like to do soon. So if you've been a listener a long time, if you're here right now listening to this part of the show, you're diehard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the Yeah. Hop in that far. Hop in that Patreon. Congratulations. You're someone who's enjoyed dynamic content for a year and a half. And Ryan talking like this. I'm Ryan. Ryan does not talk like that. Ooh, ooh, gaga. Anyways, guys, thank you for being on Subset today. Gaga. Ryan would never say that. We'll see you next (laughs) week. Bye. I love you. Ryan loves you. Ryan's hungry.